Good afternoon. My name is Stephen Capaldo. It is Saturday, uh, October 2nd, 2021. And I'm here today to do a little uh, message on, uh, on the podcast. Um, the, I may even do two. The, the, the first one is going to be uh, about anger. Uh, and before I get started, there's just one more thing I wanted to show you uh, from, from my garden this screw in my garden, this eggplant. So that's the type of thing you can grow in the garden. And it's, it's you know, it's nice. You can have one big like this. And, uh, okay, so I've, uh, I'm going to stop being 12 years old and I'm going to go to the podcast. The uh, Proverbs, uh, I have three verses from Proverbs, and the, the, the issue is going to be anger. Uh, why are we angry? And, you know, how do we heal from anger? You know, people say, you know, you have to get over it. Well, okay, uh, sometimes it's easier said than done. But uh, you do have to get over it. And, and there, are, there are numerous examples of, uh, there is such a thing as righteous anger, and that's fine. You know, people, uh, if, if people are hurting other people, you have the right to be angry at that, you know, that type of thing. But then there's another type of anger that just kind of lingers and malingers, and it just does a lot of harm to people. It does a lot... A lot of harm to people, and most of all to the person who just uh, who just uh, keeps this anger in their heart. But uh, I'll, I'll just read a, I think three three uh, verses. Uh, one is a Proverbs twenty nine eleven. Uh, a fool gives vent to his temper, but a wise man holds it back. So that's fairly clear. Is that temper is generally not a good thing. You know, we all have bouts of temper. It's, it's something that's it's, it's part of being human, right? I mean, it's not, not to say that it never happens, but uh, sometimes it happens too much. And when it happens too much, well, you know, why is that? And I'll go into that a little bit. And the other verse is 15, Proverbs 15, verse 18, which is a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but one who is slow to anger calms a quarrel. Okay, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife. So if you're stirring up strife, you know, it's a, likely you're a person who gets angry a lot. But one who is slow to anger calms a quarrel. So what do you do about these buttons? That's, you know, you've got all these hot buttons going off. You know? Proverbs 22. Pardon me, 22, verse 24. Four, do not be friends with one given to anger or associate with a hot-tempered person, lest you learn his ways and entangle your soul in a snare. Well, okay, that's part of the wisdom that's given in Proverbs, is that not, not only the person should not be angry like that, but really, if you're taking, if you're taking it seriously, this teaching says you would, you would do well not to be friends with a person who's angry all the time. So if you know someone like that, um, don't feel bad, don't feel guilty if you have to just say, look, you know, this, this anger is very destructive, this anger, you know, crushes souls, and really, uh, you cannot have that in your life, you know, you cannot, you cannot be friends with a person like that, and there, there's nothing wrong with that, there's nothing wrong with saying to someone that this is someone you cannot be friends with, and I know people will try to guilt you about that, well, where's your love, and where's your forgiveness, and it isn't the point, the point is how do people treat people, to the, and so, so what's, what's the way out of this? I mean, if we're, we're angry, why, why, are we, why do people get angry like that, where it's, it's, it's kind of an all-the-time all thing, you know, it never goes away? Well, um, I'm not a psychologist, and I don't play one on TV, but for the, the, the most that I can tell, the nearest I can tell, is that uh, there are a lot of uh, 
past wounds in the life of that person. You know, there's a lot of past wounds that have not healed yet. And the only way that the anger heals, and I'm not talking about anger management. I'm not talking about anger management. I'm talking about healing the anger so that it goes away. Anger management is something, something else. You know, that's, that's just, uh, it, those are just techniques, basically, you know, psychological techniques that you use to, you know, kind of get yourself out of a difficult situation without looking like a complete loser, right? But no, this is not what you want. You want to actually go deeper and deal with the root cause of the anger. Uh, why is uh, the person so angry? And like all the time, and, and you know, like every, every interaction, uh, you know, one way or the other, it's going to end in a fight or it's going to end with some kind of, you know, not very friendly parting of the ways, or you just realize you can't be around someone, or that person can't be around you, or you know, whatever. Uh, so anyway, the, 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 there, are these, uh, there are these past uh, hurts and wounds that need to be healed, and really the only answer for it is, of course, the God, God, God has to reveal truth in this area, but basically... Uh, the person needs to learn how to love and forgive themselves first. So the person needs to learn what actions and what, what acts, what, what type of behavior is going to uh, cause them to love themselves and to forgive themselves. That's really the problem when a person is typically, uh, you know, is, is, uh, is um, angry all the time. Um, it's that they don't love themselves and they don't forgive themselves. So what actions do they need? do they need to perform, in other words, to, uh, to start loving themselves and forgiving themselves. And it's only when they love themselves and forgive themselves that they could even begin to love and forgive other people and maybe, you know, not be angry all the time. Um, that's really the thing, but it's easier said than done. I mean, to tell an angry person that they're angry, I, I remember telling someone that they... They, uh, you know, they were angry all the time, and they really, they, they really should look into some anger management. And anger management is not really what, what should be done. You need an anger cure, because you need really to love yourself and forgive yourself so that you can do the same to others. But I told this person at the time, you need some anger management. And then the, he got really angry, you know, and he kind of just proved my point. And, and that, you know, this was, uh, and this was a family member that... Uh, um, uh, what I was trying to say is that, you know, you, you get angry. I mean, you, you know, you just, you just say one little thing and, you know, there it is. You go off into a tizzy and uh, there's no talking to you, right? I mean, it's, anyway, uh, it may be if the situation is really bad enough, uh, you may have to, you may need some professional help. And that's not a disgrace. I mean, that's, that's, no, that's not a disgrace. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's something that sometimes you might need because you don't really know how those neurons and synapses in your brain are burning and you know how they come up with anger all the time you may just not understand how your brain works and you have to be kind of refocused you know in your thinking and in your your, your speech and in your actions uh, so that you know so that anger is not such right there on the tip of your tongue just waiting to come out and stick a dagger into someone's heart you know this is what people do who are angry all the time it's just like having a dagger stuck in your heart it's like having your soul crushed you know that, that, that's that's the impact. I mean, that's that's why scripture talks so much about you know that the the tongue is the worst weapon. You know, it's like the, it's you know you can do more damage with your tongue than really emotionally and mentally. You do more damage with your tongue than anything else. And these emotional wounds caused by uh, anger, 
you know, can really even do more than certain physical wounds, you know, to, to, to harm you and harm other people, depending if you're on the giving or receiving end of the anger. So you may actually need some mental health care. It's possible, you know, and I don't, uh, you know, that's not my thing. You know, it's, I, I, I can't help people with that type of thing. I mean, it's, a, you know, if it's, you know, I can notice, I can observe, I can observe if someone is, is angry all the time and, and you know, that has ineffective relationships because of the anger, I can observe that. That's easy enough. Whether the person receives my observation or not, that's a whole different story. Whether the person would then be motivated to get some mental health care, whole different story. But beyond the mental health care, uh, then if you, I mean, if you, if you're, you become mentally more sound, then really you just have to grow up. I mean, and, and people use rage to exploit and manipulate other people. Because people just don't want all the drama, so they just give in. So it's very easy to use. Now you end up with no friends, but you know, you, it's, you, you, know you, you can, at least up to a certain point, you can use your rage to exploit and manipulate other people. It's because people are afraid of you. You, it, you, know, you, you, you want to push them away, but you know, people are afraid of you, and they'll just you know, say anything so that they don't have to listen to all of this, right? And uh, there are different types of rage. You know, I think... For example, um, there's kind of an adolescent rage that I think most of us have. You know, most of us at some point in our teen years, you know, we get angry at our parents, right? I mean, that's, that's a pretty common thing. Uh, but the difference is if you're still angry at your parents and you're like 40 years old, you know, that's not normal. But it is normal to have rage or anger against your parents as a teen because this is what teens do. Now, that's these kind of the job description of a teenager is to make your parents' life miserable. That's kind of what they do. And uh, it's very difficult to raise someone who's a teenager as well uh, because you have to find that delicate balance of letting the teen move ahead but then holding them back in certain areas where it could be risky, you know, if they went uh, ahead too fast. But anyway, the rage, I mean, that's, that, that's one of those things. It's, it's, it's normal to feel this at a certain age, but when it goes on and on and on and on, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're 25, you're 30, you're 35, you're 40, and you're still, you still have this anger, anger against your parents, that's a very sad thing. Or, you know, uh, you know I, I heard of a case of uh, someone who... Uh, you know, was working in an organization and receiving money from someone and then at some point, uh, you know, for services rendered, let's say, was receiving money, legitimately was receiving money from someone and then that person left the organization and stopped giving money and then ended up uh, taking the guy's wife. Uh, there's a case like that. I mean, if that happened to me, I'd be pissed. Anybody would be. I mean, that, it would be normal to be angry if someone's giving you money and then all of a sudden they're not giving you money and then they take your wife well, on top of that. There is no, no problem in my mind if somebody's angry at that. I would be angry at that. But are you still angry at that, you know, two, three, five, ten, fifteen? You know, is it is this going to be a lifelong grudge kind of thing, or can you get over it? I mean, you know, people people really, I mean, if you are mature enough, you get over things, right? You don't you don't hold the anger so long, right? You don't hold it forever, you don't hold a grudge forever. And, and these are the things, but the, these things, these more specific cases that I've given, they still stem from that general problem of people, people don't really love and forgive themselves. Because if they did, then they wouldn't feel that there was this need to be angry. Uh, even at, 
perceived or real slights, you know, even if someone thinks that, you know, oh, my parents did this to me, and oh, this guy did this to me, and blah, 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 blah. Do you hold on to that forever? I mean, how long do you hold on to that? That's the difference. You know, if you really have attained a certain level of maturity, you hold on to it for a little while, a season maybe, you know, a reasonable period of time, and then you let it go. That's a sign of, I would say, mental and emotional maturity. That's a sign of spiritual maturity. And in some cases, if it's really acute, as I say, you may require some kind of uh, professional care. And there's, there's no harm in that. There's no, there's no guilt or condemnation in that. You know, people attach a stigma to people who have mental health issues. Well, I think if you look at, uh, especially what's been happening since this COVID so-called pandemic started, you look at the mental health issues that, are, that have come up in your community. Uh, if you haven't looked into it, I suggest you do look into it. And, uh, you know, look at the cases of depression and suicide and just kind of, uh, kind of, you know, bug-eyed, crazy behavior. You know, people just not, not behaving in a normal, rational way because they're just fed up. They're just fed up. They're afraid, et cetera. And, and, and so they have this, this cycle of anger. But it doesn't do any good to the people you get angry at. And it doesn't do any good to you. So anyway, that's my little thing on uh, anger. So I think I will just... Uh, Close with uh, Psalm 91 to give us protection from things like angry people. He who dwells in the shelter of the Almighty will abide in the shadow of God. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will rescue you from the hunter's trap and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge, his faithfulness, his body armor and shield. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day nor the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the scourge that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the wicked paid back. For you have made the Lord your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, so no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge over you to guard you in all your ways. Upon their hands they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. He will tread upon the lion and cobra, trample the young lion and serpent. Because he has devoted his love to me, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he knows my name. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Rescue him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's all for now. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.